Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Good Erev Yom Tov, everybody. Okay, today is a very special day. As we are preparing to embrace the Yom Tov of Sukkos this evening, Zman Simcha Seinu, the time of our rejoicing. Truth of the matter is, all of us know that as we go in and we'll try to make this Yom Tov as happy and as pleasant for us, we do recognize that we're in very challenging times. Challenging times that I always said on this day, stop and think whom you can invite to your sukkah. Think of those people who don't have a sukkah and invite them to your sukkah. This year, it's certainly much more challenging in that people are cautiously, for the most part, not going to other person's home or sukkah. So be cautious and if you can, invite someone who doesn't have a sukkah. Your sukkah is large and you can be socially distanced and they can stay at least to uh, wash and have hamotzi and a little something in the sukkah. Kolokavod. Okay, let's understand that the mitzvah of sukkah begins with the construction of the sukkah. Interestingly, the Nitziv coins the making of a sukkah, a hechsha mitzvah haksuva batorah, a preparation that not simply sitting in the sukkah tonight, but even the making of a sukkah is a mitzvah. And indeed, when we make the Shechayonu tonight, the Shechayonu is not only on the Yom Tov, but it's on the mitzvah of sukkah, and if you are privileged, on the making of the sukkah itself. The laws of the sukkah are very uh, detailed. I cannot review them specifically with you. I am going to tell you that if you have any questions, there's still time, call your local Orthodox Rav. Tell him to please come to your home, to your backyard, and to check out the kashras of the sukkah. The sukkah, as we know, has to be tachas hashamayim, under the sky. It can't be under an overhang. It can't be under a tree. It is the schach of the sukkah that has to provide the shade. And therefore, if you have any doubt or question, once again, ask the your, your rav for, you know, compliance, you know, with this mitzvah. Okay, so the mitzvah of sukkah, as the Torah tells us, is really found in two different places in Pashas Emor, which is the Torah reading that we're going to be reading of the uh, Moadim, both tomorrow, Shabbos, and Sunday. So, the Torah in Emor, Perek Chav Gimel, chapter 23, Pasuk 42, the Torah says, You are to reside in the Sukkah for seven days, 
And our rabbis understand the word teshvu to mean teshvu ke'en teduru, that you are to treat the sukkah as you would your home. You eat in your home, you eat in the sukkah. You sleep in the home, you should sleep in the sukkah. Now, we have to put an asterisk next to that and say, well, there are certain individuals who are exempt from sleeping in the sukkah, be it because of the cold, which might be a factor, be it because a married man. There are different issues in terms of sleeping in the sukkah. But certainly, during the day, if it is, please God, nice weather, when it comes to taking a nap on Yom Tov, on Shabbos, you should do that in the sukkah. The Pasa continues, interestingly, Kol Rezroch Yisrael Yeshvu Basukos. Literally, all Israel are to sit in a sukkah. The Gemara in Sukkah of Zayin teaches that whereas Rabbi Eliezer is of the opinion that just as the Arba Minim have to be yours, as we'll talk about in a few moments, Ulkachtem Lochem, so too the Sukkah has to be yours. The Chachamim, who we paskin like, differ. And they say, no, Kolu Ezrach Yisrael, ideally the Sukkah could be one Sukkah for all Israel. Now, obviously, we're not talking about a Sukkah which can literally hold, but conceptually, and once again, that's the krecht that we offer, that we cannot invite, unfortunately, others, and certainly not with the same way that we have done in the past, especially getting together with family and friends, which certainly contributed to the simcha of Sukkos. So, during the week, and as I began to say, eating, sleeping, and spending your time, if you can, learn in the sukkah. If you find that the sukkah is too distracting and you can learn better in the home, that's a different story. But basically, your sukkah is replacing your home. And indeed, in Eretz Yisrael, where there's much less chance of rain during Sukkos, people actually bring into their Sukkah pieces of furniture to give the Sukkah that appearance and reality of being, quote, your home. There is, however, at the very beginning of that paragraph in Parshas Emor, with Pasuk Lamed Dalid, where the Torah teaches that on the 15th day of the 7th month, you have the holiday of Sukkos, and earlier, in the beginning of the Kriyasa Torah, the Torah tells us on the 15th day of the 1st month, you have the holiday of Pesach. And the rabbis learn with Xerah Shava, a common phraseology found regarding Pesach and Sukkos, namely Chamisha Asar, Chamisha Asar. They teach us the important law that says that just as matzah 
on the first night of Pesach is an absolute must, so too tonight, the first night of Sukkot, it is an absolute must to eat in the sukkah. Now that's a very important point. First of all, in general we say, interestingly, that there's a law by Sukkot which doesn't apply to other mitzvos. I don't like the matzah. To me, it might taste like cardboard. So the Torah doesn't say, like the matzah. The Torah just says, eat it. Okay. When it comes to the sukkah, the Torah tells us why we are to reside in sukkos. Going back to Pasuk 42, and then in Pasuk 43, the Torah gives a reason. I want the future generations to know that Hashem caused us to reside in Sukkos when we traveled and left Egypt to became to Eretz Yisrael during those 40 years. Now listen very carefully. There is a halacha by Sukkot, and that is mitzta'er, if somebody is uncomfortable. What does that mean? Very cold, very hot, if there's a bad odor. There's something about uh, many uh, bugs which makes the sitting of the, in the sukkah most uncomfortable. So why is this the one mitzvah that says, oh, you're uncomfortable? Go in the house. Or you can go in the house. What's the reason for that? Because the whole purpose of the sukkah, my friends, and listen very carefully, it is essential that tonight, when we go into the sukkah, we are to know why. Why we are fulfilling this mitzvah. And very, very interesting that the shulchan aruch is literally just that, a code of Jewish law. Do this, don't do that. This is the way you do it. However, when it comes to the laws of Sukkos, in Tafresh Chafhei, chapter 625 in the Shulchan Aruch, the Machaber, Rav Yosef Karlo, following the tour, the forerunner of the Shulchan Aruch, tells us not only to sit in Sukkah, but he quotes the Pasuk from our reading of the Torah tomorrow, and he goes on to explain the Pasuk. Heim Ananei Kavod. Tonight you have to talk in the Sukkah about the clouds that protected the Jewish people during their trek. What does that mean, protected the Jewish people? It means that in the desert it's hot by day, and the Sukkot provided for us air conditioning by day. In the desert it's cold at night, and the sukkah provided us with heat at night. Now think about it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu could have had us sweat it out. And by day, we would have taken off our shirt. And at nighttime, we would have put on another sweater or blanket. No, He made it comfortable for us. It was nothing less than a five-star hotel. You got overnight service. You had your clothing pressed for you. Your shoes grew with you. Amazing. So therefore, if the whole purpose is to remember that you had comfort in the sukkah, in the desert, if your sukkah is uncomfortable, 
that you don't have to sit in the sukkah. All this is true regarding the rest of sukkahs. Not tonight. On the first night of sukkahs, the obligation is coming from not the verse Basukos Teshvu, but the verse of Hamisha Asar, Hamisha Asar. And just as you must eat in the sukkah, so too, just as you must eat the matzah, you must eat, sit in the sukkah tonight. How far does this go? And do the laws of mitzta'er, of somebody being uncomfortable in the sukkah, apply to tonight? So, listen carefully. According to the Rajbah, they do. Which means that hopefully the weather is going to be nice tonight. But people listening, and thanks to Nachum, all over, if there should be R-A-I-N tonight, what do you do? So according to the Rajbah, you don't have to sit in the sukkah. Because by definition, you would not sit in your house if there was R-A-I-N. However, the Rush is of the opinion, and this is followed by his son, the Tur, and therefore the Shulchan Aruch tells us the following, listen carefully, or excuse me, the Ramah follows this opinion, that if there is R-A-I-N tonight, first you wait a little bit, 20 minutes, half hours, then stop. If it's still raining, make Kiddush in the sukkah. Go in the house and wash. Take a piece of challah, in a plastic bag, go sit in the sukkah, make a motzi lechem mino aretz. Don't make a leshe basukkah, because you don't make a leshe basukkah in the R-A-I-N. Go in the house, finish the meal. If while you are eating the meal, it stopped raining, go outside and have a piece of challah in the sukkah, period. If you've benched already, and now you're about to go to sleep. It stopped raining. Go wash. Go in the sukkah. Make hamotzi. And make a leshev basukkah. Alright? That is all for tonight. Because of the hamisha asar, hamisha asar. Please God, it's not going to R-A-I-N. And therefore, many, many laws the Shulchan Aruch brings down. And so, ideally, just as on the night of the Pesach Seder, you ate your matzah, leteyovon, this afternoon, be careful, not too much gnashing before Shabbos Yom Tov, so that you'll eat in the sukkah, once again, leteyovon, with a healthy appetite. And, again, please God, what are we doing tonight? So, the Kiddush in the um, sukkah this evening is the Kiddush of Shabbos Yom Tov and after that comes the bracha of Leshev Basukah after that comes the bracha of Shehechiyonu please God tomorrow night many reverse the order and tomorrow night we have the bracha of uh, <coughs> Shechianu, and then Leshev Basuka. Okay, in addition to the mitzvah of uh, sitting in the sukkah, we have the mitzvah of Ulakachtem Lochem Bayomarishon, the mitzvah of Arbaminim, of the Esrog, the Lulav, the three Hadassim, the two Aravos. And 
the Torah tells us that we do this as one, a form of our saying, thank you to Hashem. Sukkot is Chag we are celebrating the harvest, and these four uh, different growths are all dependent on rain for their growing. We take this and we channel our happiness of Hashem's bounty to us by davening with these species. So just like, listen carefully, we used the shofar on Rosh Hashanah as an extension of our tefillah. What does that mean? We blew the shofar not only before the Musaf, but we blew it, the Sfardim, in the Musaf Shemona Esrei, Ashkenazim in the repetition. So we extended Malchios with shofar, Sechronos with shofar, and Shofros with shofar. What are we going to do, Emir Hashem? on Sunday, because on Shabbos we don't take the Esrog and Lulav as we did not blow the shofar. So too on Sunday, different opinions where you should bench Esrog. According to the Ari, his custom was and suggestion is to bench Esrog in the Sukkah. Others follow the opinion that you bench Esrog right before Halil because the Nanuim, the shaking of the Esrog and Lulav, in the Hallel is really the fulfillment of the mitzvah of the Esrog and Lulav. In other words, it's the idea of our praising Hashem as Oz Kol All of nature is praising Hashem. And we, therefore, when it comes to Hodul Hashem Kitov, Kili Olam Chazdo, the Chazan leads us in the shaking of the Lulav, Ono Hashem, and once again with Hodul Hashem. So this is a mitzvah that we fulfill starting Sunday. Sunday we make two brachos, the bracha of Natilas Lulav and the bracha of Shechianu and uh, uh, the Arba Minim has to be yours, unlike the sukkah. And therefore, if you only are Baminim, wonderful. If not, you give it to somebody on Yom Tov Matona. I'm giving it to you, it's yours. Amanas Laharzir. That they, you know, return it to you after they fulfill it. But for the moment that they have it in their hands, it is theirs. The uh, Arbaminim are taking all... Um, the week of Cholamoid, we um, have the Hoshanos during, after Musaf, starting, you know, uh, tomorrow. We don't take the Esrog and Lulav. Each day on Sukkos, we go around the Bima once with the Arba Minim, the Hoshanos. And please, God, we'll talk about Shabbos Cholamoid and the last days of Shemini Atzeres and Simchas Torah next week. I just want to close with what is the Sukkah? So if you think about it, on Rosh Hashanah, we basically had the shofar as a call for us to basically wake up and prioritize 
therefore, the Rambam teaches in Hilchos Tshuva, Perigimel, Halacha Dalid, the Rambam writes that, what is it? It's Uru Yishenim, wake up, you who are sleeping, and look inside, Chizru B'Tshuva, remember your maker, those people who forget the truth in Hevle Azman, in the wasting of time, and Shogun Kol Shinosam, and they waste their time, and they think that this world is the main thing. No. The Gemara teaches us at the very beginning of Sukkah. What's the purpose of the Sukkah? Tsei midiras keva. Get out of the house, literally, and of the mindset. The mindset that says, my house is my castle. It protects me. No, it doesn't. We recognize, shave, sit in a diras aroi in a temporary dwelling, and the schach, as flimsy as it is, because it clearly has to be one which is subject to the elements. If the, if the schach is so thick that the rain cannot come through, Yesuka is not kosher. It has to be subject that the rain can come through, etc. The sukkah teaches us the priorities of life. That yes, like Avram Avinu says, Geir v'toshav anochi imachem. I'm a stranger in this world. I'm passing by. Like the Chafetz Chaim in that famous story when someone came to his home and saw the very meager way which the Chafetz Chaim lived and basically asked him, like, where's your furniture? <laughs> he says, where's your furniture? He says, well, I'm traveling my furniture's home. Says the Chafetz Chaim, me too. I'm only traveling here. My furniture is over there. Now, we are not on the level of the Chafetz Chaim, but we are to appreciate that ultimately the new kitchen and the dishwasher and all the other things and conveniences of life are important, but put things in the right perspective. And one when one does so, that gives you the greatest simcha, which is why Sukkos is Zman Simcha Senu. I'm going to take this opportunity to wish Nachum and his family and everybody a most joyous Sukkos. And I'm going to end with the krechts as I began. There is that frustration that we don't have our families over. There is that frustration that we don't have neighbors and strangers in our sukkah. So I'm going to make a suggestion. What can we do for the rest of Klai Yisrael? What can we do? And I believe certainly one answer is, but do it with sincerity and do it by yourself. Take out a Tehillim and say Tehillim for Klai Yisrael. Say Tehillim for the state of being in this world. That unfortunately there's a Gzaira out there against the world and against Klai Yisrael. The Gzaira against us. They say when it rains on Sukkos, it's Lemaha Dovadome, what may it be compared to a master that says, bring me a glass of water 
And when the servant brings the glass of water, he takes the water and spills it out in front of him. Hashem tells us to make a sukkah, and we want to invite others. But unfortunately, the pandemic is not allowing us to so do. But I want to show my concern for the next one. Take out that Tehillim and say several chapters of Tehillim each and every day on behalf of Achinu B'nai Yisrael and pray that, please God, we should be able very soon to open our Batekinesios. If they are not opened, if so, so many are still davening outside in backyard minyanim, reminding ourselves that's not the norm, that's not what we're looking forward to, and not because it's getting chilly do I want to go into shul, but I want to be beves Hashem. Hashem, we want to come back to your home. That's what we are davening for. That's what we need. We want to be with one another. My davening is enhanced when other Jews are with me in the Beis HaKnesses. This is what we are yearning for. Nachum and his family, and indeed all our listeners, I pray, are going to have a true Zman Simchasenu. The nature of the Jew is that despite all the challenges, he finds the way to make it a good and happy Yom Tov. And that is my bracha to each and every one of you. Shabbat Shalom and a good Yom Tov to all.